welcome back and thanks for tuning in to a real podcast where everyone can relate. Here's another episode of Thin Line Between Sports and Hate with your host, Charlie Brown, joined by his co-host, Nobleman. Thin Line Between Sports and Hate is supported by our sponsor. Looking for great tasting cupcakes? Substance Custom Cakes brings you a variety of cupcake desserts, whether you have your own idea or just want to satisfy your sweet tooth. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook at Substance Custom Cakes. Check out our other sponsor, Sheet Metal Supreme, bringing you the latest in a line of fashion for construction workers. Creating custom tees and hard hats with a cool, unique design. When you place your order, use discount code CHARLIE, that's C-H-A-R-L-I-E, and get 12% off your purchase. Follow them online at SheetMetalSupreme.com and Instagram at SheetMetalSupreme. Yo, what's good? What's good? It's Mr. Figueroa, aka Uppercuts, Roman Talk. Yo, what's good? What's up? Charlie Brown is D Morales, the Dan Gargan. And you know what's me? Nobleman from the Bronx. That's right. And last but not least, you know who it is. Chuck Woolery, a.k.a. Chuck Brown, a.k.a. <laughs> Chuck Smooth. You know how I'd be, two and two. Just stay with us, the love connection. And you know what? <laughs> and you know what, fellas? I'm glad you are on the show because, you know what? I had some great stuff I was talking about in the previous segment. And I told the folks, you know what? I need more people with me. I need another point of view. I need some other minds maybe to agree or disagree. And um, what I was talking about in my previous segment was the organization. Does it make or break a player? Because we see sometimes a player starts out really bad, but when they get blessed with a good organization that has a solid foundation, they turn a really bad player into a decent one or into a good player. So I brought up examples. You know, um, if you look at the L.A. Clippers, 2004 roster, at one of the baddest rosters in basketball history to me. They have, man, they have. Damn hustle. You making you shit. You selling me, man. <laughs> I'm about, I'm, I'm about to ask for my bow tie. <laughs> you know how to step my dude. You inspiring me right now. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to listen. I just want to, my bad. <laughs> I just want to know, you know, before, you know, you guys tell me your view, I just want you guys to uh, hear what I was thinking. And, um, like I said, the what? Clippers, they had one of the baddest rosters. Um, a bunch of first round picks as, um, they even, they drafted or acquired. They had Elton Brand, who we know in 1999, first round, first overall. Corey Maggette, first round, eighth overall. They also had Chris Kamen, who they drafted. Keon Dooling, who they drafted. Quentin Richardson. You know, I can go on and on. But Darius Miles. Darius Miles later on. He wasn't on that team yet. But, yes, they also drafted him. Also Candyman as well. But what <clears> I'm saying is these players – I mean, they had no shine. Yeah, they stats, you know, they had stat padding, but we didn't hear no noise about the Clippers. But when Quentin Richardson went to the Knicks, he did a little better. You know what I'm saying? Um, when Elton Brand 
Uh, oh, Lord Jesus, I forgot. I think, oh, that's right. He went to go play for Philly. You know, after his injuries and things like that, people started to remember what he did. But let's not forget what he did in Chicago. What I'm saying is, can the organization, you know, make or break? I, I want to know what you guys think. Give me, uh, Let me know. I want to start off with you, um, D-Knights. Let me know. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's – I think your analogy, the way what you're bringing up is perfect. I do think that players do get affected by organizations because I think when you have an organization that gives you – that develops you, allows you to get minutes – and not just bury you. Now we have the D League, but doesn't bury you. And a lot of this is dictated by coaches. Mm. A lot of these players are good. If you if you make the NBA, I don't care where you're at, you could ball. I, you know, there's ninety percent of these players deserve to be in the NBA, but it's politics. Mm-hmm. And if a coach, you know, a coach might want to go like Dan Tony, for instance, when he was on the Knicks, like he went with Duhon. I couldn't understand. Yeah, that. but there's something to that. And a lot of these guys are, you know, coaches, so to speak, are very, you know, uh, they're, they're taskmasters. So they have somebody on their team that is good in practice, that follows orders. Sometimes they don't care about the output. They just care more of, is this guy going to carry out my my exes, my wives and my exes? And and that's it. And But all these other guys that should be playing and getting minutes, and they're sitting on the bench, and they're not getting the opportunity. They don't shine, and they just – don't get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of teams are bad at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to your um, not to cut you off, but to your point, that was also something I, I talked about before we move on to um, Nobleman. Um, you look at the organization, as you said, coach. Right now, you have an owner, president of basketball operations, GM, and then you have your head coach. And right. what I find the problem exactly what you said will coincides. Sometimes you have a head coach playing multiple positions. So if this coach has um, favoritism towards a certain player and he's a GM as well, he might not do the best thing, you know, for the team because, like you said, he likes this player better. So, you know what, I'm going to keep him. Or, you know, I'm going to make it seem like I try to get rid of him, but, you know, I'm, I'm hitting everybody with these crazy deals, like a.k.a. Tom Thibodeau when um, Pat Riley hit him up about the Jimmy Butler and he said he wanted the whole damn team damn there. And Pat Riley had to curse him out. So that's why I think sometimes I think it's just better as an organization you have everybody play their role, their position. Right, right. But and 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 I'm adamantly, adamantly opposed when you have a coach playing GM and president of an organization. Yes, I am First, too. Right, because you know what? The GM and president, president, you know, the GM is basically involved his his duties basically are you know, structuring contracts, getting trades, mm-hmm. all of that. President is more detailed when it comes to that. You're talking about all the background stuff. You're talking about PR. You're talking about all those things, you know, attendance, how, how things run, how mm-hmm. things run. But PR they're going back. Game, yeah, they're game. going back and they're reporting to the boss, the owner of the franchise. You can't have one guy doing all those duties or even mm-hmm. doing GM. And that's how you, you get an organization that gets bankrupt I mean, not bankrupt money-wise, but they get but they get stuck too, with yeah. all these bad contracts yeah, so, because mm-hmm. Thibodeau is a guy, from what I see, and the way he he has a youth movement and a veteran movement, but a veteran movement of his old team. So he basically mm-hmm. extracted those old players that he had, and he brought them. To Man, the I'm surprised team. he didn't pick up Noah after the Knicks bought him. Um, got rid of him. I'm so shocked. I think. I think he did. He wanted to. <laughs> Noah, man, tell me your thoughts, man. Preach to us. My thoughts on this one is you cannot fully blame the organization. 
It all depends on the type of player you are. For example, JaVale McGee in Denver and Washington. He had free range to do what he wanted. He played for Golden State and now the Lakers. He's in the system. He's a system player. He cannot have free range. So sometimes it depends on the player. LeBron could play on any team. Why? Because he could be free range or he could play in the system. That's true. So you cannot fully blame. That's a valid point. That's true. Organization sometimes. Now, do organizations hold certain players back? Yes. But at the same time, people are saying that about DeRozan right now. DeRozan's not doing anything he hasn't been doing for the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. It's just that now he's playing for the Spurs. He looks so much better because he's playing for. But see, that's what I'm trying to talk about now. The Spurs. Now we can all agree. Sound foundation, great organization. That's a great organization. Great, right? definitely a great organization. I'd agree to, with that. So, do so you never think, had to start playing that left? Do you think? Do you think? Yeah, this was what I'm talking about. Now put the Rosen in the Cavs. Do you think he'll have the same output? He would just look how he did in Toronto because he got free reigns. It's not a system. I I agree with Noble Man. He makes a good point. A good I think point the motion is system, yeah. he's he would fit in. He he is a well you know he's he he has a he has a, a high IQ and I think that he's underrated. Yeah, definitely. He's very underrated. He's fit, yeah, he's able to fit in a lot of systems. <clears> but <throat> the problem that I have with the Cavs, I think that they post LeBron, they made a lot of mistakes. Even right before LeBron made, even with their GM. They had a wonderful GM there. Oh, that yeah. Was, with good talent, and they didn't yeah. want to pay him. Yeah, they didn't want to yeah. pay him. And that's when it all started. Like, if you had any chance, you know, I don't want to digress from the subject, but if you that, if you had any chance of keeping LeBron, you, I mean, I hate to say, you know, and that's what I want to talk about, too, egos, because that goes goes with it. Because you know what? Sometimes owners, such as Jerry Jones, Mark Cuban, they have high egos, and they want to be the face of the franchise. And to me, when when that happens, you already set the footsteps that you're not a solid foundation. Because as a player, I'm pretty sure they want to be known as the brand. When you think of the Cowboys, you don't think of the players first. You think of who first? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And then you think about the championships, which is sad because they went to the finals four. I mean, they beat Buffalo four, what was it, four, three straight times. So, you know, they got championships. They wanted the best teams in the 90s, if not the best team, you know, rivaling, you know, San Francisco. Right. And this, you know, um, this would be this would be a point to the to the opposite of when you think of the Patriots, so to speak, how they've been well, able oil to have machine. a coach yes. and a GM that picks, handpicks his players. So this works out in this in this instance because he's able to pick players that he doesn't he doesn't get um, hogtied to any players and his system dictates what players he needs and what what type of player he needs and he doesn't get caught with long contracts and he said our system is more important than actual players and contracts he has Tom Brady and Tom, Tom Brady's playing at a high level you know still still, still at this age yeah uh, to go you know what it, when it comes to, and that goes back to I guess what Nobleman was saying about the system I just feel that like you said I agree um, you agree with me too as well that you know, they should play – everybody should have their own position. Um, Popovich, I don't think he would be mad if he said, you know what, I want to be a GM. He's earned it. Um, certain coaches have earned, 
you know, to go to the next step because they've been in the field that long as a player sometimes or just as a coach, knowing the whole organization, especially if they move up in that organization, such as like uh, example of Pat Riley, who started out as a coach in Miami. And guess what? Now he's the president. So, you know, GM, so he knows what to do. Um, certain coaches, like I, I don't, like I said, I don't believe Tyron Lou or Luke Walton should have been coaching. I think Luke Walton need another few years as an assistant. And uh, Tyron Lou hasn't shown nothing. I mean, you have the anomalies like uh, Mark Jackson and uh, even Jason Kidd. Mm. You know, I gotta uh, disagree with you. Tyron Lou is not a bad coach. Oh, shit. Shots fired. <laughs> shit. Okay, that's what I was waiting for. Well, you know, Nobleman, I, I, I gotta. Charlie, I'm also gonna, I'm, I'm gonna halfway agree about the Ty, Tyrone Lou because I think he, he's managed them through all that drama, and he's, he's shown oh, that he's, okay. he put a defensive system. But drama ain't the, ain't the chip. Oh, oh, hold on, Joe Nobleman, you said you, you disagree. Do I hear a? Oh, uh, maybe there's that charge. will have another head coaching job within the next year and a half in the NBA. With who and why? I would love to know why. Oh shit! I would love to know why. Me too. I don't even know who that is, but I don't, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know myself. I really couldn't tell you with fools. Like I couldn't do that, but I can definitely tell you why. He runs excellent plays. He has, has playing excellent defense. He was left with a bunch of not even bench players when LeBron left. He was left with J.R. Smith being the best player due to Kevin Love not being fully fully um healed at the time. So what do you expect from Dave Record to be? It's mm. like I think they was just looking for a reason. Like I told you, I think we said this in the last podcast that about all, how they need to come into somewhere and, and finish it because if they're in the bottom ten because if they come anything lower, then they have to give their pick to the Atlanta Hawks. So, <coughs> Excuse me. This is why they got rid of Tyrone Lou because they want to tank. So they can get a number one pick in the draft. I mean, you don't think they were like on that on that you know yellow brick road to tanking on the over six start? I mean, they won once he left. Damn, you know that's not that's not tanking exactly. I'm just saying if, if we're gonna <laughs> I keep, think, if we gonna keep might... losing, we can don't don't lose when he leaves. I mean, don't win when he leaves. I mean, but I think that that could be like. You know what? That's a hangover. I think that initially change always affects these players, and they're gonna settle back in, and you're gonna get what you get. Oh yeah, you know, like, no, no, that's true. That's hundred percent. You know, you the body probably team, said, "You know a, what? I got five right. extra minutes tonight. I'm gonna make this happen." Right, and they make a little change, and and, and uh, sometimes they do that, that with assistance, and then they end up coming in, and then they go on a little hot streak, and then they're back to losing eight eight straight games. Oh, you know. Okay, so I want to ask, why does Jr. Smith want to leave? <laughs> oh man, he, listen. We all because why sit there and play on a team that you know their goal is to finish at the bottom to get a number one pick. He wants to compete. Mm. Kevin Love is, is on the bench. They're gonna play his injury out because why are they gonna put him and let him play when we trying to tank? Damn, they do that type of shit. They make him take a dive. Yeah, they don't to, but you know, Kevin Love, Kevin Love will be traded by most likely. But you know, podcast, you know, oh, we definitely gonna talk about tanking. Tanking is real. That, that taking a dive is sound familiar. Oh, yeah. but you, here's here's the thing though. I don't – you know what? I disagree. I don't believe J.R. Smith still wants to compete. I still think he wants to try to get a contract. He mm-hmm. wants money. I don't think it's more so competing. I think it's more 
I want another, I want some money. I want to get it, you know, because the veteran minimum is up now. It's not what it used to be no more. So you can be happy with a veteran minimum contract nowadays. Definitely. You take away that JR blooper in the finals last year. That, is, he not a great, is he not a great player? Let's really look at his I'll, stats from the time he came into the NBA to now. I wouldn't say great. He's a good player. I wouldn't say great. Oh, when we say great, we say Paul George. When we say great, we say uh, who's another uh, great player? Oh, now James Harden, you would say superstar. We, we say uh, CP3. Um, I wouldn't say him. I mean, great. I'm we not say Blake Griffin. Great as I'm saying, great for what he is. Oh yeah. Listen, in this day NBA, you need a shooter. I agree with you on that. You know, so which kind of goes with what I'm saying. Like he knows another team is going to take him regardless because who don't need a shooter? If you LA, don't you need a shooter? I think he would fit in, but I, I just think that the problem with, with JR is what role is he willing to go? Where is he willing to go? Is he willing to take 20 minutes a night, or is he going to still try to command 30 minutes a night? I don't think he's a 30-minute player. I think he's probably a 20-minute player. He's, 18 uh, minutes he, for me. You know, he might be 20. He's still, you know, he's still athletic. He's still capable. He could still shoot the ball when he's zoned in, but I don't I don't know if he can go to a team you know what? that doesn't have it together. All right, maybe, maybe I'm a little salty. Maybe I'm just a little tired of these swaggy P type players. All right. I'm, I'm tired of these guys. I'm tired of these guys. I'm tired of these guys. Look, you know why these guys who had so much talent, potential, scale, and just reduced to being just streaky shooters. Okay? Because you let's thought be- Nick Young was talented? Uh, he had potential. Don't, come on, you don't think Nick Young? He was a six-seven guard who had I, good I handle, potential. good handle. You know, on his younger day, he had speed. He could he could get up there a little bit. Problem was goofy as hell and didn't you know take. I mean, listen, he wouldn't have gotten a decent amount of money he gotten uh, he has got uh, received and went to the teams he has um um played for if he didn't have something. People didn't think he had something about potential. Is, they thought, yeah, that's, all oh, what? that's what I'm saying, yeah, but I mean, similar to the same thing. These guys are just, what, shrieky shooters. Are they consistent? They shoot about, what, 37, 37% um, from three-point land, which is um, slightly you know, um, below average. Who um, would you take first? Would you take him over the jail, sir? Oh, shit. Mm, you know what? I'm taking Swaggy, and I'm going to tell you why. Swaggy has shown that he... um. When um coming to the right team, he's going to listen and he's going to do he's going to do the right thing. You didn't see no Shaq in the fool when he was on Golden State because you know why? Curtis so had fifteen minutes a game. Curtis didn't have that. Um, you still saw Shaq in the fool moments from Jr. Smith. No matter that's going to always be Jr. Is going to be Jr. Sometimes I need a player who's going to sit there and play his role. I don't right. need you to I act think, up. I, so I think I know a lot of people probably... disagree with me with that. Um. Definitely, if I, if you ask me who's the better player, oh yeah, I'm gonna say J.R. Smith. There's no doubt about it. J.R. Smith in New York beats. I mean, damn, J.R. That's when he was really athletic and and wilding out. J.R. Smith in New York, yeah. If you're telling me J. right Smith now, oh yeah, J.R. Smith in Denver, yeah. Well, that well, remember in Denver he started shooting later on in Denver because what did he first do in Denver? He was a what? That boy he had bunnies. He yeah. said, "I'll be trying to make the top ten on ESPN every night." That boy had them bunnies, man. Yep. They had the bunnies. Remember, I still remember the slam dunk contest. All right, you know what? Uh, you, know, you know what? Maybe I'll take that back. I still, you know what? Maybe JR. Maybe JR. I mean, There's no I got to agree with Nog, man. I'm, I'm going the JR route. I think JR is, is, a, is still a good, he's a good player. 
I think that he's not always, you know, his his IQ might be is is good to me. I just think that he makes some some, some mistakes. I mean, who doesn't? Day in day out, who doesn't? Listen, on top of it. I can't I can't blame him. Like he said, um, and I love what he said when they asked him after you know the finals and everything about what he did. He said if that one play cost us the game. Then why we why we had to fight back to go into overtime? And he was right. Point. Point, yeah, point, that was a good point. And he was right because I didn't blame him either because I said the same thing you said. I said, You flipping LeBron, it's you going into overtime, it's zero zero, bro. Don't blame this man, build him up. So I never blamed him for that. I, you know, he's just a, he's an energy player. I think you know, he can still, yeah, definitely come off the bench, give you something. I just hate sometimes, man, when he's on an off night, man. It, he just looks like stocks in Game Four, the Houston. In, you know what I mean? <laughs> game Seven with the Houston Rockets, man. It just it just looks terrible. It's just like, would you stop shooting? Would you please stop? But you know what? Yeah, you. I get. I, I'd pick him. I'd pick him. I got. I got to go with 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 the consensus. I would pick Jr. as well. We got to pick. So here's my next joint. So before we get off organizations, I wanted to do you. So you already told me the nice that. Everybody should play the role. Nobleman. Should we have an owner be an owner, GM be a GM, so off, so off? Or if it's all right for a head coach to play, you know, to play everybody like the clumps and like Eddie Murphy? An owner needs to be an owner, strictly. Owner needs no other job other than be an owner because he has to say over everything anyway, right? So mm-hmm. a general manager, I have no problem with a coach being a general manager at mm-hmm. all. I had no problem with a player. Are they stipulated? Uh, having influence over the general manager or the coach. Okay, so you don't think there should be stipulations to a coach becoming a president or GM, or you're just fine with it? Because the only reason I say that, if we look in um, NBA's past, it hasn't worked out all the time. Danny Ainge, great. You know that's awesome. Larry Bird, good. Isaiah Thomas, terrible. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. Isaiah Thomas was, was Phil Jackson. Was, Phil Jackson, terrible, great terrible. coach, terrible president. You know what I'm saying? Um, the one, you Danny, know what I'm going to say? Manning, Manning, I believe he also played uh, for a little bit of time acting GM. He was terrible. Um, you got um, Chauncey Billups. You guys believe he was? Uh, he was? Oh no, I'm sorry. He was. Um, my bad. I met Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars. You think he was a great uh, GM? This man passed on. Call- he, he passed on Carmelo. I think had he had Carmelo, Detroit could have won one more title. That's the what if Carmelo deal always, I think. Carmelo, I don't think is. I'm sorry. Uh, he, I, cho- oh, he chose Darko Milicek, bro. Yeah, no. That was a bad one. <laughs> After somebody just got through winning a what? A college championship. Well, you know, that's like the Sam Bowie. <laughs> oh, God. Yo, you, you know what? <laughs> Sam Bowie played himself because you should have got that injury check. Right, and he was a good player in college. Oh, you couldn't tell. listen, even when he put on the weight after all those knee injuries, I remember he played for the New Jersey Nets. He had a game where he dropped like 36 and 12. Yeah. Facts. Facts. He still had a Yeah, because you know what? At that time, you didn't have a man who can sky and can hit the jumper and can move like that. You well, know, you, you who, who wasn't Elijah one in the draft, too? Nobody, right? Uh, that year, I thought he came out the year Patrick Ewing came out. Yeah, Jordan came out the year before him. That would be the uh, what the eighty three, eighty four draft, right? 
I think that's which one that is, yeah, because Patrick Ewing came in 85, remember? Uh, that was the year Bernard King got hurt. That's why we even got that um, got that pick, because Bernard King got hurt, and we ended up um, getting a good pick. That's how we got, um, I believe, Patrick Ewing. It was a glorious time. <laughs> it was fifth grade. Back in the day, you know what I mean? If you, the, the, the Adidas, the Patrick Ewing Adidas were everywhere. Run DMC was on the radio. Rock box. Yeah, you know I mean, for you, for you. Before there was Jordans, man, I'm with Jordans came out. I, I we would look at them like they were orthopedic shoes because the hottest shit was Patrick Ewing Adidas. That's yeah. facts. And I was in darkness. That's right. And my pops bought, bought my little brother a pair of Jordans. The first ones, I was like, this is as ugly as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you didn't get the Adidas? Damn, pop. That's cold-blooded. The next topic I want to get on, this is interesting right here. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. You know, uh, I was hearing Stephen A. Smith talk about Melo. and was saying basically um, the previous season when he was with OKC that if he wanted to compete, you know, he would have went to Cleveland. LeBron would have wanted him. But, no, he chose money, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's always an interesting thing where people outside of the player himself or herself – tried to dictate how much money a player should make or shouldn't make. I, I, you know, I find it funny, especially when you're um, in a sport where you can get hurt and, yo, that could be it for you. You know, uh, I, I, to me, for me myself, I'm never mad at the player for taking money. Um, for example, Isaiah Thomas, if he would have just, you know, said, nah, I'm going to chill, forget the game, let me get the surgery – He'd have been good, and now we see him fighting to get even a quarter of what he was supposed to potentially get. You know what I'm saying? So I'm never mad. I remember a lot of people were mad at Kobe also for taking that last contract he did. I believe it was like 90 million, 90 mil or something like that. I look what happened. A few. Mad at Kobe for 90 mil. Fuck. Because it was only for a few years or something like that. And what happened a little bit later? Congratulate that man. Yeah, Achilles happened. Congratulate a man. Man of color didn't make that much money. Shit. And look what happened. So, career career ending injury. Achilles happened. So, you, to me, I said, you should never be mad about them trying to make their money because you got to think for, especially basketball or baseball, you're probably away from your family most of the year. No amount of money can add up to that if you're a real family man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 100%. And most of those guys, you know, like, I don't even think it's an argument when you look at the structure of management and you look at the player. Nobody would ask a coach. You know, they fire coaches when their first year in their contract, and they never ask them to take a cut. Nope. They basically pay them out and tell them the good, goodbye. <clears throat> yeah. The player, they're always asking them to make concessions when it's their body on the line, when something happens, and their career is shortened, and they got to go. They got to figure out a way to make money. A coach could play – he could coach for 20 more years, 30 years, That's right. and still have a career. That's right, and still make millions and millions and millions, depending on – what sport you are, some coaches make more than others. Yeah. So basically, Tony's a, a, a total. He he to me is is an example of a coach that's not that good. Oh. He lets people chuck chuck the ball, and he'll have a. He's a good uh, yes man, and he he'll always have a job. Yep. And you know, I have kept, to disagree you know. with that one too. Oh. So hold on, before you disagree, <laughs> the, the, take no shit, Nogu. Take no. Before shit. you disagree, um, the question is basically, the money or the game, you know. Which one should the player choose? And to me, when it comes down to it, 
when it comes to the eyes of the fans, because there's all types of types of fans, there's stands, casual fans, you know, non-biased fans. There are some people that just say, you know what, you're never right. You know, like, for example, KD's been taking a pay cut, pay cut. Now he wants the max deal. Some people may think of that as being selfish. If you're a Warriors fan, you might say, hey, that's selfish. Why don't you take the pay cuts to keep winning? But other people may see it as, you know what, go get your money, boy. You did what you have to do. So I basically Wait, my bank account is set up. I ain't prepared to take that loss. <laughs> so basically, I said so. Game up. So no uh, man's already. I mean, he he's already on the charge already. Basically, no, he's doing. He's basically on the charge. Uh, uh noble man. Basically, first before you agree, money or the game? Which one? I'm gonna have to say again. It all depends on the caliber of the player. You got to give me one, though, man. Like Jigsaw said, yo, oh. you, so you got to give me one, man. You want to play the game? You know what I mean? You got to give me one. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the money. That's what we do it for, right? For the love of money. How Bone Thug said it? For the love of money. Keep it noble. You can play basketball anytime you want. <laughs> you ain't doing it just because you truly love it. You're doing it because you want to be a millionaire. That's true. That's for sure. That's right. That is true. It is. Yo, listen, you do it to a lot of people do it to what? To get out together. That's why you see a lot of minorities out there. And, right. you know, they're doing it to try to make a better living. If they don't blow it all on cold cores and their friends like MC Hammer and a bunch of other idiots. But, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Antoine Walker. You know, yeah, Antoine Walker. Or you don't get duped out by I thought your... you was talking basketball, not baseball. You talking about the mess like that. Or you, get, or, you, uh, or you get duped out like Kevin Garnett. You know, you got to do Area 21 for the rest of your life because your manager took most of your money. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I mean, it, it, it's just funny. So... <laughs> You said, but why you disagree though? What we were talking about earlier, man. I told you, man. I, I, I don't like where you disagree, man. <laughs> I don't like somebody, that. somebody, I can't remember which one of y'all mentioned. It was just that um, Antonio was a bad coach. That was, was me, yeah. That was me, though. I, I, they was both talking shit. I, I can't agree. I think with that nigga's a watered down, down Nelson, son. Not even. You know what it is? Talk to give him the right, correct players, like when he had Steve Nash and stuff. He had – he's a running coach. He's not about defense. His goal is to basically outscore you. That's all he wants to do is outscore you. So, him, for him to have a team like Houston, he's an excellent coach. You know what's just not working for them right now? Mm. That they honestly need defense. But not working for them right now. But he's an excellent coach as far as what he does. I don't think he needs to be a head coach. I think he needs to be an offensive coach. So, if this was football, he'd be an offensive coordinator. I think that would suit him best. Yeah, but would you go on to what we were saying? He's not a okay. He's not a great head coach. No, he make a, he's a good coach on no. the coaching staff. Coach. I would yeah. want him, like you say, yeah, he could push the tempo. But you know what? I don't know if he is truly smart at the game because, like you said, his his goal is to has always <laughs> been I'm gonna put more points on the scoreboard than you. Okay, now you face the Golden State Warriors, who you clearly know that you cannot outscore. You cannot no, outscore. You're going to try. And that's what got me. For a damn near seven you games, win. you tried <laughs> to outscore a team. That's like showing up, you know, to, to, to um, a machine gun fight with a, with a handgun. You know what? You just don't have enough time. It's just not enough shots. You know? And it didn't make sense because, I'm sorry, what they missed? 28 straight three-pointers? 
28-37. Jesus Christ, man. Stevie Wonder would have changed the play by then, bro. By the 15 yeah, shot. If you don't have – if, you if you're not playing defense and you don't have defensive players, then what are you left to do? You but they do, do though. They had Ariza, P.J. Tucker. Uh, they got rid of uh, Beverly, right, if I'm not mistaken? Mm-hmm. Beverly on the Clippers. Clippers. And I thought that was silly because you know what? You're in the West. That man gave Russell a dirty player or not. All depends on how you feel about it. He gave Westbrook a hell of a time. Do I think he kind of dirty? Hell yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a little Bruce Bowen, most definitely. Well, aren't the, all the best defenders a little dirty? Uh, I didn't, you know what? I didn't think, I, I didn't, no, no, no. You, you, so you, th- you think the Kembe Mutombo was dirty? Elbowed the, the shit out of everybody. Nah, uh, nigga. That's because he was 7-2. Uh, James Posey, you say he's dirty? Tayshawn Prince, you say he's dirty? Uh, no. Kawhi Leonard? But you're not naming people that I think about the like the elites. Yo, James Posey wasn't an elite? Oh, James Posey was a nasty defender. He he transcended from a uh, defender to the two way scoring what we have now. Where you what have you think, D? What do you think, D? You think it was an elite, James Posey? I I think Posey, Posey was definitely a hard defender. I don't think he was elite. Oh shit, hustle! Uh, I think you lost that one, brother. Nah, James Posey. <laughs> Yo, real talk was the reason he wasn't even, he wasn't even a better uh, defender than Ruben Patterson. <laughs> Oh yeah, he was. He was. He was. No. He was. Because you know why I'm gonna say that? Ruben Patterson can only guard two um two real positions. And that and that was really one. He can guard the three, and if he was a small four, he couldn't guard a uh, two guard. Cause remember, the so-called Kobe stopper got lit up for 30 points. Uh how, how many nights in a row in, in the playoffs? So he really Who wasn't that Kobe, uh, listen, listen, he wasn't that great as defender. I mean, if you want to say he was a, a good defender, then um Tayshawn Prince is better than him. I agree with that. Tayshawn Prince, yeah. mm-hmm. Prince shut down Tracy McGrady. The, the so-called year Orlando was supposed to go to the finals with T-Mac won the, um, the scoring award. And that man shut him down. That's, I think he was either a rookie or a second year. That was a better defender. You can't tell me Tayshawn Prince is not elite. At his mm-hmm. moment. Everybody has their moments. When they're Ben Wallace at one point, you listen, back-to-back defensive player in the NBA, in the NBA <clears throat> you can't tell me for a good four years he wasn't elite. They had great now, I mean, obviously, as a defender, you're not going to be elite your whole career because you know why? You slow down. Look at Ron Ron, for example. I don't care what nobody said. Once he came to L.A., he still was not Ron Ron. He was world meta piece. That he, he, you know, he had put on some weight. He had more muscle. He definitely wasn't as fast as he used to be. But you know what? It was good enough for them to win, too. He had a good enough defense at that time. Tony Allen, very good defender. Very good defender. Avery Bradley. Um, Tony Allen, yeah, Tony Allen. Ah, you put Tony Allen as elite. Tony Allen can only guard one position. Probably talking about what he does for what he does. Ah, it's, uh, I think elite. I think it's some guys like Kawhi's elite. True or not? Go guard. So, uh, would you say Pippen was elite defender? Yes. I think Pippen was an elite defender, definitely. Yes, that's a fact. Definitely. Yes, underrated, underrated, underrated. You know, I was talking about, uh, um, not to digress, I was actually talking about defenders with Nobleman not too long ago. You know, an interesting question after the podcast, I want to ask you guys now, since we're on defenders. Do you think Iverson was an elite defender? No. Thank you. No. I he played, somebody the, with that. He played the passing lanes. He played the passing lanes well. Yep. 
Because somebody argued, you know, they love to bring up stats. You know, they were like, oh, look, he finished top two or finished one five straight years. I said, yeah, because he played the pass lane. and said he's quick as hell. I yeah, said, if you try to throw cross-court pass, <laughs> you in trouble because you see it coming. The little, the little mighty mouse will come out of nowhere. He's gone. He used to have a lot of good – a lot of players around him <laughs> that covered his deficiencies. Snow was a good Oh, Snow, um, um, Young, uh, Tyrone Hill. Um, he's had a tumble. Uh, what you call it? Um, who, um, Aaron McKee to a point was a decent defender as well. He definitely had good. That that team was based on defense. That's that's usually Larry, Larry Brown's mo, as you can right. see in Detroit, is defense. I don't know what the hell happened with the Knicks. You couldn't explain that to me. Because <laughs> um, uh, I thought once he came to New York, I'm like, yeah, defense. Like, and then I've seen everybody drop buckets on us, and we don't even make it to the playoffs. <laughs> and we got one of the best point guards at the time, Stephon Marbury. Right. It's sad, man. Oh, please don't bring I, back to that era no more. Just, yeah, I, you know the the, the Knicks are. They make me very depressed. I don't feel like they got any. I, you know, I'm, I don't, we're not getting on the Knicks, but I just think that they don't have much in, in any way of anything defense. <laughs> well, if we, <clears throat> you know, uh, I, you know, I don't know. You're sad to say the last time the Knicks. It's true to say. It's bad when you have to say, "Yo, my franchise, my team, my franchise." The last time. They were elite defenders. I was getting my ass beat because I was not doing my homework correctly. <laughs> you know? Wow. Uh, I, the last time they played good defense, some of them are dead right now. And it's, it's a shame. R.I.P. Mason. Mason. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah R.I.P. Yep, exactly. Jesus Christ. That's and I, and I That's think, harsh. you know what? And I think <laughs> him watching Isaiah years might have put some strain on this because anybody, I have to mute the TV or go out for a walk. You know, you got to talk to yourself. Watching those years where people thought LeVar Postel was supposed to be the next Jesus had me up in arms, man. Yeah. I had me. You know, Charlie, I wanted, uh, sorry to interrupt, but when you were talking about GMs and um, there was, uh, you know, presidents, <clears throat> there was one deal that I wish would have been made that didn't happen, and that was with Phil Jackson when he had, you know, allegedly he had a deal on the table with uh, Boston for Tatum. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Laurie Markkinen. I would love for them to trade KP, man. I, oh, for Tatum? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know why? Because what? Oh, you, that's you, know, uh, you know I what? <laughs> like, you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, no, man, hold on. Before before we put that case of root beer on this, man, before you disagree, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hear me out. You ain't got ginger beer? You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't be racist. Anyway, so... Here's the thing about KP. Saw him, great, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. I saw him. He was great. And um, I think it was 20-some games of the season, he was complaining he was tired. And that caught me off guard. I said, hold on, this kid's 19. What the hell he's talking about? He's tired. And now you see, and, uh, you see a guy like, for example, Luca, Luca? who's been playing around the same time. Because, you know, in Europe, you start young. You know, and he's been playing around the same amount of time and everything, um, starting when he was young and all of that. And he hasn't complained. This man is up and down that floor. People have forgotten about Dirk Nowitzki. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what is he complaining about? And then he um he gets hurt a little bit during the season. Then, you know what, he comes back. He plays great. But you know what, I always said, because we had Melo, it's easy for him to score because people had to worry about Melo getting his points off. So then when Melo goes, I'm like, okay, let's see what he can do. He does great, and bam, gets hurt, Andrew Bynum. You know, Andrew Bynum used to do really good, and yep. all of a sudden he gets hurt. And I said, damn. 
how does this happen? Now it happens to a point where this happens to be the year we can sign you an extension. But thankfully, the Knicks were really smart this time because I would have been really pissed if they signed him to an extension because you know what? If he gets hurt again, guess what? We're messed up with money because right now we finally got house money. And it's been a long time where we can say, you know what? We got picks. We got house money. We got everything. You know, it's like dust till dawn. The black pussy. All types of pussy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Whatever you want. Whatever you want, ah, you know what I'm saying? You gotta say, you know what I mean? So it, it feels good because oh I don't know the God. yo, yeah, I'm killing me right now. I don't know the last time as a Knicks fan, you know how long it was, how many how many drafts we had to watch, when we had no picks, we had no you picks. Know, it's it's crazy because I don't, you know, and and this is my opinion, and it don't matter for much except to say that for me. I'm not a big KP fan. I me look neither. At me neither. He's a bad shot. He he has a bad shot selection. Poor passer. He doesn't have good hands. He goes. He's always looking down. He's always going like smaller players strip him. I always feel like yeah. Keep the ball up. I hate when he does that. Yeah. Agree. I feel like keep your seven always, three. Keep the ball up, brother. Come yeah, on. Yeah, and he doesn't even when it comes to <laughs> shot, instead of going in a little closer, he'll opt for that nineteen foot instead of the yeah. Assi- yeah. And and he was he was touted to be this great three three point shooter. I haven't seen it yet. Where's yeah, he has games shot? where he's okay, but oh, he hasn't man. been lights out. And they talked about Melo. He's an ISO player too. He doesn't yep. assist anybody. He doesn't help anybody. Yep, I've seen the Mello same thing. Mello. <laughs> Agree. And you know what? All your ladies can go join the Brooklyn Nets. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, snap. They ain't doing too bad. Stop it. <laughs> hey, but I will always be a Knicks fan. You will never catch me in that arena unless it's for a concert. Listen, listen. Wow, I'm a man's your, a Knicks fan for real. What's your, what's your, yo, what's y'all your, dedi- y'all dedicated like Orange. that? Woman? You what? dedicated like that? Yeah, that's, that's why we talking crap. So <laughs> tell me, what's the man your, will what's not your... enter a building because of his team. What's your, <laughs> what's your make on the on KP then? It sounds like you got a few of his t shirts in your closet. Tell me. <laughs> tell me. I tell actually me. do. <laughs> I do it. I, I I personally think he's an excellent player. I feel when he comes back off an injury, you will see that he is a mixture of Kevin Durant and Dirk Nowinski, and he will dominate. And then next year when we get that special player to go along with him, watch y'all jump back on the wave, and then I might let y'all come on and join. I might. <laughs> I hope so, Noble. I hope, so. Listen, I hope that I'm wrong. And I just, I, not like to get his best off when he come back this year. Next year? I, I, Yes, I, I hope so, and I don't want to anoint nobody because I feel like the Knicks are good at that. that you know, mm-hmm. guy, for me, he hasn't shown me anything yet except that he can score when he gets the ball and he, he gets a lot of touches. Otherwise, he hasn't shown me anything else. He doesn't. He doesn't rebound. He doesn't show me that he's he has a high IQ. He's been playing basketball maybe not as long as other people, but he's still at this point. He's a second option to me, not a first. Yeah, option. not a first option. I agree with that, and it's funny. He's a side chick. As you said, the Knicks, man, when it comes to annoying he's sidekick, people, he's robbing. The Knicks might as well be I agree with that. They just knight everybody, you know. I remember they thought Ronaldo Balkman was going to be the truth. Jeremy yes. Lin was going to be the truth. You know, if we don't do that, we bring in old people who used to be nice, but now they're terrible. Trace McGrady, yeah. Glenn Rice, you know. Nilakina. Jason Kidd. Oh, Nilakina. Yeah. All the, and Frank Frank Nilakina, and I told people, I said it was a bad pick. <coughs> I said Dolan came too late. We should have got rid of 
Phil. And, you know, and I hurt to say that because I'm like, damn, this is a great right here. We're talking, we're talking, get rid of a great, you know. And, and like I said, that kind of comes back to what I'm saying, the organization, man. Um, the Knicks, man, if we were more built like San Antonio, we'd truly be the Mecca. We would truly be the Mecca. It's sad that the last time, I mean, they won the championship. David Ruffin was still with the Temptations. It's terrible, bro. <laughs> Jesus. This is bad. Damn, fuck. Now, now my question to you is, um, I need to, to, to you, Charlie, now. and Noble, if the Knicks, I think the Knicks are in need of a point guard, someone that has vision. And next year, if they're able to, you think they should go for the best value depending on what spot they land? Or should they try to address that point guard position? Even though there might be a couple of free agents, but I don't see them coming. Do you think that they should go the route of getting someone to help run the team in the point guard position? Or should they go out and just grab the best player available at that at that slot? Noble man, hit the man off first. I'm going to go after. I'm going to have to say... Of course, the Knicks, they always, we always try to do a thing. They, they're going to try to go after Kyrie, which I think is a terrible pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but their best option is to go after somebody like Kyrie. What are we going to pick somebody in the draft for? I have to wait another three, four years before we see something. Oh, man, yeah. And it's not proven in the draft, 100%. Yeah. Um, mm. As New Yorkers, and especially when it comes to New York Knicks, well, there's them – the Jets, Yankees, you know, I don't say too much to Giants, but they just like making big splashes, you know, the so-called big names. And to a degree, I believe it's like draft picks. You get the best player available. I believe if they get the best person available in free agency, you could take whoever you have and get yourself a decent point guard or somebody like an Andre Miller type player who just passes and you don't have to worry about um, him wanting to score the rock and everything because you have every other position filled. Sort of like, do you think like a Rubio player? Uh, Rubio has gotten way better. I he like actually Rubio. had a jump shot now. Yep. Yeah. I uh, always had court vision. I think he could definitely. I I see him. You know what? You put Rubio in San Antonio. I see a. Uh, I see a great point guard. I see a great point guard. You put him because remember, listen, Pop is good with these European players. I don't, he has some. I think it's the Rosetta Stone collection he has, but he is great. <laughs> With these European players and uh, whether overseas, whatever, he does great with them. These four, he does it. He does his thing, and I think somebody uh, Rubio, uh, like he it would be like a Tony Parker. He's fast. I said Rubio has a better IQ than Tony Parker. Uh, no, I have to disagree. No, look Ooh. at the stats. Look at the stats. Ooh. This man won the Finals that's MVP fine. with uh, twenty three points and four assists. You telling me that's a that's a great passer? Was beast. We didn't say who's a better passer. You, we said you said oh, IQ. No. IQ. That well, I mean, when it comes to point guard and IQ, we have to list the um the main ingredient that goes into it as a point guard passing would probably be ninety percent okay. of your double seasoning right there. So, you know what I mean? We can't say that neither. We oh. have. Do we have any of those in the league now? <laughs> TP three. You have um. Alonzo Ball, you have the LeBron, LeBron James. Um, I think uh, Alonzo Ball is not getting enough playing time to show. Me but that. he has, he has. Nah, you know that man has IQ. Come on, noble man, don't do that. I know he has it, but he ain't showing it to me. Yeah, you know he he has. Maybe it. Oh, uh, Ky- Kyle Lowry, 
The, the, you know, like like my Jamaican seasoning, Lowry's. You know Lowry seasoning. You know what I mean? Kyle Lowry. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a, <laughs> Kyle Lowry's actually leading the league in assists, is he not? Kyle Lowry. That's, I mean, he, that's a point guard right there. Yeah, huh? Well, you gotta be a point guard. Oh, this man is six feet. All right, stop it. Give him his one inch. I'm, stop I'm it. A, I'm a yeah. big Rondo fan. Sneakers. That's right. He got some good souls in there. All right. I mean, these are the really best of the whole weekend. Rondo, even at this stage. What? Right you, so you don't think John Wall's a pass on uh, a pass point guard? Okay, I'll tell. Put it like this: Name the best three point guards in the NBA. All they all great passes. Nah, you can't because most um nowadays, okay. That's my point. Most point guards nowadays are off guards. I mean, but that's almost every position though. Where do you find? Tell me, was the last time you found you see a pure true center besides Andre Drummond? And his game is not is now evolving more and more where he's hitting the house shot shot. So there is really no more pure anything forwards his threes. No, he's a he's an elite center. Look what that he, man could do. He can hit threes. What, yeah, but he when, just, he came, when, when he came into the league, he was a pure center, and then the game has evolved, so he's smart enough to realize that he work my jump shot and expand to the three-point line. That's what, what, but it goes back to what I'm saying. He's not, <coughs> well, he's not, he's not a normal center no more. He's an offset. He's exactly what I'm saying. He came so he in can, like that. But he, but can, still, not, he can still do He can still do, yeah, it, it helps out. It helps out. It definitely does, but it's no longer now. I could put him at the four. I could put him at the at the five if I want. Though he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't necessarily have to be. You know, yeah, you might could put him at the three. I don't know what that Achilles. I ain't testing that no more. Yeah, not not till he stay out of five guys. You know what I mean? He got to lose some weight. He got to stay off of that. Nah, chill. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So now, more the recent time. The Lakers, um, they got their ass whooped last night. Pretty bad. <laughs> there's no, there's no other way to say. It. I was trying to think of a there's nice, no other way to put it. I was trying to think of a nice way to say it. I was like, what, what's a noble way of saying things? You know what I mean? What, you know what I mean? What, you know what I mean? Pushed in, homie. Tell you that. And I was like, nah. I was thinking, didn't uh, something say? But homie, they have Kawhi. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they got their ass whooped. So, uh, really bad to the point the first quarter was 42 17. Wow. I saw Kyle Lowry run all over them. Serge Ibaka had 34 points, 17 shot attempts, made 15 of them. I don't know <laughs> your best shooter in the league that can take 10 <laughs> shots. And make 10. Steph Curry, I mean, Clay Thompson, I mean, he made 14 three points, but he shot, he missed more than five. You know, these, these, these guys, it's crazy that they let, oh, I know why. Because you know, you know why? And I told everybody else who got hyped about JaVale McGee leading the league in blocks. You know what happened? He had, to play, mean, he had, he had to play against a real play center. Some, yeah, he had to play against a real center. Yup, he had to play against a real center. Right. He had to play against. He is good at protecting the basket. He's yup, and a help defender, a help defender. He, he cannot play somebody straight up, and every and, time mm-hmm. he played him straight up, he went he by him or he shot the jump shot. Cause he, you know what it is, man. So athletic. You ever see somebody so athletic and goofy? 
It's like, why are you? It's like, it's like you trip over your own feet, but you can jump off the gym. I've never seen nothing like that because when I saw Ibaka take him to the lane, and I, he jerked back like a crash test dummy commercial back in the nineties. It was crazy. <laughs> I said, "Yo, how's he going fire?" I said, "How's he not in front of him right now?" I said, "This is crazy." So I'm sitting there to myself. I said, "He's really getting outworked." And then to um, what Nobleman was saying. Once he's in front of him, now Baca's also a center who's transcended. Now he can play the four or the five. He can shoot. And that really messed the Lakers up because you know why? Who's rebounding? Nobody. Nobody. If your center's out, they got to guard the other center who's jacking threes in his face. And you already lack height because nobody else, your best next um, a rebounder, it's either LeBron or Alonzo Ball. That's sad. Alonzo Ball is damn. They get more rebounds off the bench than JaVale McGee. That's really bad. And some nights he's really trying his okay, hardest. Like, I got one for you, though. You got one? Oh, I'm, not asking, I'm not asking who's the second best player on the Lakers. I'm asking. Because there is not one. Season. There isn't one. There isn't Who one. Who has <laughs> been the best player? Yo, can you really ask that? I mean, Ingram isn't doing what he's supposed to do. Kuzma had that one great game off the bench. Um, Lonzo Ball is coming back from the injury. Rondo, um, after spitting at people, you know, getting his nose picked out, he's back. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, I mean, Josh Hart is not shooting as he – I mean, who is they – that's a tough one. Nope, you got me on that one. Um, The same man I'll be sitting here discovering right now. Lonzo? No, the best is JaVale McGee. He's their second best player this season. Uh, and we're sitting there uh, discrediting him. Because he, he got – a man only missed two shots on him last night. He missed two shots. There's no excuse. You can't tell me <laughs> you're the second best player and the team's third best player whooped your ass. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> that, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how does bronze beat silver? It don't happen. You know what I'm saying? You ain't supposed to be happy like that. It, it, he got worked, bro. And you know what? It's showing that it's a foreseeable problem in the future. They said height was going to be a problem. Hopefully, they do land Tyson Chandler. I don't know if that um deal is finalized yet or not. Do, do anybody know? Uh, last uh, I heard. I, I don't think so. I don't, th- I don't think it was finalized yet. I don't think so either. Um, I, I said, you know, it's not enough for him to win the championship, but Jesus Christ, um, he plays way better defense than JaVale McGee because that was terrible. I'm sorry. I can understand Serge Ibaka, 18 points, 5 for 12. No. This man said 34 points, and, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm going to make most of my shots. Matter of fact, I'm only going to miss two tonight. Every dog has his day. Derrick Rose has got his first 50-point game ever. Nuts. Yeah, but Derrick Rose was an MVP, all right? You know what I'm saying? JaVale McGee, before that, you know, shacked in the fool and slammed dunk contest. You know what I'm saying? People, people thought Serge Ibaka was supposed to be the next best power forward when they, when they had the ramp Westbrook and Harden. Oh, and he, you know, yes, that's, that's true. true. No, that's, that's true, true. But though. hold on. If you're telling me right now, if you had to pick them two at the start of their career, you're not going to tell me you're going to go pick Ibaka first? Ibaka over who? JaVale. Yes, I'm talking about talking about yeah. Washington Wizards, JaVel. Yeah, yeah, that guy. That guy was terrible. Oh, man, his mom's was a better player than him. So she who, actually so was. Who, so what's the verdict? Who's the second best player? It is JaVel McGee by stats. Um, like I said, yeah, he is right because by stats is him. Um, Ingram, 
He didn't do what he was supposed to do in the preseason, which I tell people don't get hyped about. Um, Kuzma, not his fault. He can't find the rhythm coming off the bench. Same with Lonzo Ball. Um, and you know, the great part about this brings us to our next topic. Because you know but, what? But Hold on. Because what all this comes down to is the coaching. Because you got mm. Kuzma coming off the bench, who showed you he dropped 39-7. Lonzo Ball, who's actually hitting a good shot of three, uh, spot of three-pointer, playing good. Um, the Lakers actually are a plus four team when LeBron is sitting down when they got the young boys out there strictly. They actually play better without him. Interesting. Which is I find funny too, uh, for all the LeBron fans out there. But it just yeah, comes down when to LeBron is sitting down. Their best players on the other team is sitting down as well too. So uh, you know, the, not, the not, is outscoring the bombs. Not all the time because um there was a few, <laughs> there's a few games there was a few. The, there are some bums on there, but there's a few games where <laughs> they were actually in there because, um, you know, LeBron, obviously, he's taking a little bit more breaks, whether that be on defense or not. Um, and they could just put the – Luke Walton just said, you know, I'm going to just put these boys out here. And they've been doing their thing. The problem is I think Luke Walton is two things. He's on the hot seat. That's the problem. When you're a coach on the hot seat, I don't think you're thinking too correctly. And especially a young coach like him, he's like, damn. Because remember – LeBron was not in his plans. What was he supposed to come to do? Bring up the youth. Evolve these Pokemon. Train them up. <laughs> Raise them up. You know what I'm saying? Teach them the Shaolin technique. That's what he was supposed to do. Then all of a sudden. He's supposed to be the sensei. Yep. Then all of a sudden, had magic come. You know what I'm saying? They always had everybody, you know, that magic. You know you what know, I'm saying? You know what I mean? I just love everybody. Larry, get over here, Larry. <laughs> You know, what is the walking doing wrong, though? That people you know, not watching the same games as me every week, they're getting better and better. They are getting better to a point. You know what he's doing wrong? Rotation. Simply some rotation, defense, and I think the other half is not his fault. You know, it's 50 50 with Walton. You know, because you bring up an interesting point. They are getting better offensively, defensively, no. The, they don't the future, have no defensive players. But you're who's saying that goes there, and that's what the I'm best going. defensive player is LeBron James. And if LeBron James is, is the best oh player God. on the team, and he's slacking on defense, what the rest of the team going to do? If the best player on the team is not playing defense, what am I going to play defense for? And that's why you bring in a coach who you said was going to bring up the youth. He needs to instill that, yo, I have young players. He don't have a bunch of – thank God he doesn't have a team full of veterans. He has a good young squad core where he should be able to say, you know what, I need you to play harder. They have guys – who, if you look at their build, you telling me Ingram shouldn't be a somewhat of a, pro, a defender? Kuzma shouldn't be somewhat of a defender? Like, these guys are athletically gifted. Yeah, um, but it goes, still it goes to him. It goes to him. Yeah, so, so, uh, you know what? It comes down to coaching, bro, because you know what? I'm sorry. It comes to developing, but you know what? That's not the issue last year with Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving went down, and these rookies and Tatum and Brown had to bust that ass last year. They were developing, and look what happened. They were the rookies. Conference. They were, yo, still against LeBron, the best player in the NBA. Right? Best player yeah, in the NBA? I, I, thought, I, I, still, I still think the Cavs' defense was questionable. To an extent. But it's better. To me, their defense on the Cavs last season is better than what they got now. It of definitely course. is. Definitely, like I said, I'm not putting all the blame on Luke Walton. 
some of it does have to come down, and a lot of people don't want to say this because they're a big fan of him. Uh, I think it's kind of biased. Is Magic Johnson? Yeah, because imagine y'all putting so much pressure on him. I think he's doing an excellent. Yeah, no, nah, he he's got. He has. I'm talking just about Magic. He has the king. Just because he got the king on his team, y'all can expect the people automatically think this team got to go to the playoffs. Oh the no, I really said. I shit. said. I said they're garbage. I'm not a Lakers fan. I said I think jump. I think the team LeBron had when he was drafted is better than this Lakers team he got right now. No, don't think so. Don't think so. I'm not gonna put Larry Hughes, mm-hmm. Junis, or Gallagher, yeah, I gotta just Boogie I gotta Gibson, Dewan Wagner, who barely played, um, Andre oh, Valerio. Absolutely not. Those guys are terrible. The oh, best man. he had was um. Larry Hughes, bro. Larry Hughes was the best he got because they are. Larry Hughes is one of my favorite players of all time. Listen, man. Listen, just because you've been to the Lou, you know, a lot of times you're chilling with him and Murphy Lee in the rap videos, man. Don't be biased on the show, bro. All right? All right? What the hook going to be? All right? That's what I'm saying. Uh-oh. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man! But oh, uh, I'm sorry. I don't think so. You Ingram is good. Um, the problem is, like I said, like you Not said, yet. you you hit it, you hit it on the on the button, nobleman. You already said that he they, they don't have defensive players. Why? Who's the GM? You got listen. Stop playing around. What are you gonna do? Are right, somebody you 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 got Rondo? You got Beasley? You got a few pieces? You can trade if you wanted to trade one of young young guys because you got a veteran. What are you going to do? See, that's the thing. Right now they're who, lying away to see. Take, how can you Beasley? Who's going to take? No, I'm Beasley? saying. No, I'm saying you got Beasley, which meaning you could afford if you're going to keep him. Then maybe you're thinking about trading Ball no, or Beasley in the D league. That's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't have got Beasley. I, that was stupid. I think Rondo was a stupid um, acquisition. I'm sorry. You so-called got the point guard of the future. He should not be competing with somebody who, who's already a locker room distraction, has behavior problems, th- thinks he knows it all. I mean, listen, I'm not a Rondo fan just because of the, the drama he caused in Boston with the whole Ray Allen thing, which we definitely need to talk about one series because that is just crazy. That is just crazy. Charlie. Talk to me. I, I don't. You know what? I don't foresee them firing – I think Walton right now is a, is a transitional coach. I think he's good for the for the whole year. I think he's sort of like a Byron Scott. I think he's going to just hold the team down for the next year while mm. they evaluate all these players, and then when they see what they got and what they get, you know, what they're going to keep, and then they they go make a push for a more seasoned coach that could, you know, install a, a better system. I I don't I don't say think correctly. Is a bad boy, Bravo, cry for a seasoned coach. <laughs> <laughs> Because there was nothing wrong with what, what Block was doing, and they got him right out of there. He had a great record with them. He was coaching well. Yo, he, he actually right wasn't doing bad. He went on that five-game win streak, and they said, uh-uh, that's it, bro. I said, damn. <laughs> that's all it takes, five games to lose in Cleveland? LeBron just runs up filling him. That's all that was. And yeah. that's all it was, which is why. Black, all these guys, yeah. Which is, which is you know, that's what Cuban, when people say, oh, you know, LeBron, man, one of the hardest people out there, you know what I mean? He, he tough, man. He, he No, because no, 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 LeBron's going to cry till he gets his way. It's gonna... But I think also, like, you know, like Chuck Daly has said, the, the head coach only has about three to five years and three winning years. Five, three years and five of their winning. After that, the players tune them out. So I think that that's pretty accurate. In the NBA, if you you know, like coaches like Pops. Yeah, those are anomalies. Yeah, though that doesn't yeah, they, usually happen. And honestly, um, Pop is probably the only coach that's been been with his team for the longest. It's probably um, Pop and then Spolster. After that, 
everybody's been fished around damn near. Do you think Pop is going to be around much longer? Hey, Pop loves what he's doing, man. Uh, he's not. He's not Pop somebody. Seventy one. I think Pop gonna be around for another. I would have. You, you know what? He he might be one of those. The game gonna have to take him out before he get taken out. He also didn't his wife pass away though recently. He gonna be Doobie Brown. He might. Yo, Doobie was a great coach, bro. Listen, if they could, <laughs> the sad part is they couldn't get past Sanders. You can't tell me you didn't like to see Memphis play with, with young Paul Gasol, Shomar Swift, and them, man. I at least love and um. Uh, what was the um dude? Wright was the center, something Lorenzo Wright. Uh, he was uh, I used to like to watch them play, man. R.I.P. Lorenzo Wright. Yeah, yeah, we're R.I.P. Man, I forgot about that. Jeez. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, him, Eddie Griffin, man. R.I.P. Man, those cats. Jesus, forgot all about that, man. Definitely, but I mean, in the long run. So you said D nice Lakers. They probably be out. They'll keep Luke Walton. Uh, I think he's gone by the trade deadline. What about you, Noble? No, I said he, I said he's out of here probably by January. LeBron's gonna cry. Did you see? <laughs> Watch, they're gonna have oh, they're gonna man. have like three new plays by January. LeBron's gonna start crying come Christmas. He can't help he himself. Can't help uh, and that's and that's it's what the it is, man. Uh, we gonna have to talk about that because Noble Man, uh, he he thinks um he actually thinks that LeBron is is on some type of you know and you know stim- stimulus package you know a little HGHG. That's you why know, he ain't man. got no hair, man. Look at his hairline, sells it off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> Noble, you killing me, man. You really are. You know, I'm oh, trying. You know, I don't want <laughs> before I before I give somebody back bonds, Before I give somebody the Lance Armstrong badge, you know what I'm saying, and accuse them of he's blood doping before the game. Such an <laughs> atrocity, you know. Um, because real talk, if he ever got caught for something like that, I know his basketball is unheard of just because his longevity and how long he was doing it. A lot of people, first of all, would make a big fuss about it, and that would really mess his career up. He's working on his legacy, man. Yeah, I don't think he would, would risk that, but, man, I mean. But you it would tear. What you have to remember, the NBA can only test for what they know. Every year, he's probably switching up the chemical balance mixtures up, and they can't find it. I'm telling you, that man, man is on PEDs, man. You I'm know, I watched, you, a f- I, watched, I watched a few YouTube videos. I don't want to speak too long on this, but uh, somebody I mentioned a little bit what Noble Man was saying about the hairline and um, the way his body structure changed, like, every three seasons. Yes. I yes. said, and I never caught on to that. Uh, he's built one year, uh, and then another two, and then, like, three se- two, two to three seasons later, all of a sudden, he had to cut back or down, you know, blah, blah, blah. He goes Remember, to lean, but then he goes he, back to muscle. Carmelo Anthony to do it, too. And look at what happened. to happened to Carmelo Anthony hairline. Look what happened. That's why he started wearing that headband a little pushback over. I definitely want to say that his physique is definitely different than when he was, pre, you know, like pre-NBA. Yeah, his his Miami mean, years was his biggest big years. I mean, his Miami, he big was time. huge. He was huge in Miami. And, um... He lost it when he got back to Cleveland, and that's a span of three years. And Shit. he actually—that's telltale signs of steroids. <laughs> you know, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade—they all losing their hairline. I'm telling you, they all on them. And you know what? Shit. The only thing, Me too. listen, I, I don't want to agree with that, but I, you know, not to be, to be realistic and not to be non-biased. 
basketball don't test like everybody else like that though. They don't. Like football has a higher they test for weed. That's it. They have a higher um. They have a higher testing policy because <laughs> of what football is. Boxing, you know, especially depending on what state and who's commissioning it, is a higher yeah. drug policy. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? Don't, don't I'm pretty around. sure in hockey, not not testing for um. For um, what you call shit, it? the hockey, they give them drugs. They go out there, they beat the shit out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If anything, you know yeah. they uh, they probably you know, if anything, they probably get a breathalyzer before the game or something like that. You been drinking? No. You know what? You yeah. rock nobody. You been drinking? No. Here's a beer. Get that <laughs> He's stupid. <laughs> He's stupid. Hey yo, wonderful episode. I make sure people check out Grown Man Talk. Yeah,对，我们是非常荣耀，我们是马拉拉斯。谢谢，谢谢。谢谢。谢谢。谢谢。谢谢。谢谢。谢谢。谢谢。谢谢。谢谢。谢谢。谢谢。谢谢。谢